You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Well, here we are. Oh, happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year. Yeah. I mean, do you want to know something, though? You and I were going to record yesterday, and then we were like, whoa, yeah. some shit is going down. Maybe we should wait. And I will say, before yesterday, I did feel a little lighter in 2021. Did you yeah. feel that? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've felt like um, there's hope, you know, like yeah. the vaccine, you know, our government seems to be moving in the right direction. It just feels hopeful. I've been calling it, I think 2021 is going to be a blend of 2019 and 2020. Okay. And I'm trying to find as much 2019 as possible. Well, I hated 2019. Well, <laughs> So I'm going to go back to 2018 personally. Um, and actually, I, you know, it's so interesting. All of the like healers and astrologists and people that I work with, they keep saying to me, stop saying you want to go back to, they're like, this isn't, we're not going back ever. Right. This is like a new world that's going to be created a new way of living, a new way right. of thinking, a new way of doing business. So you need to let go of all those old ideas and you need to move forward into the next thing and like the next mentality right. and the next, I don't know, way our country is going to be. And so I've really kind of started to adopt that. And it really took me, I think, all of 2020 to accept like, oh shit, this isn't like just going to snap we're not going to snap right. our fingers and this is going to go away. Our life is going to just magically get better. And even moving into 2021 with the pandemic still very much ongoing, I still felt like maybe as a society, we were learning to live in a new way and like learning to live amongst chaos, but stay peaceful. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's at least a hopeful way of looking at it. Right. I, mean, I do think for us personally, and I know this isn't the case for everybody because there's been a lot of tragedy, but the fact that we survived 2020 right. and can put it behind us mm -hmm. is something to celebrate. Absolutely. That's what I've said to a lot of my friends is like, even just getting through that year, because there was not one person in my life, and I actually just don't think there was one person in general who didn't feel something yeah. last year. So... Anyway, you and I had this whole outline and we were like, you know what? Let's do like a re-intro of who we are, a reboot, kind of get back on track. Because I think towards the end of the year, I mean, everyone does this every year, but you get a little lazy and maybe we just kind of started to kind of phone it in yeah, of what it, acting casual is. I, I'm, I'm confident enough to admit that that's what I personally was doing. Yeah. Um, I was still having fun. You know, it was, it's always fun to like talk about these things, but I feel like when we started it, we, there was a we felt like we had a little bit more purpose every time. Yeah. And it does like, you know, and this isn't an excuse, but like this, it was starting to become us just like talking like, right. And the, we were like cutting out the, the real prep. Right. And that, that's <laughs> like, these things take real prep to do. Tedious. It's not just like grabbing yeah. a microphone and talking. So 
I mean, um, I think even a couple times I was embarrassed. He would say, you were like, we don't really like prep for these things. And I was like, don't say that. I don't admit that to people. Jesus. Well, we're that good, you know. I don't know yeah. about that, though. And the other thing I always say about podcasts, I've said this when I was interviewed on another podcast one time. He asked me, he was like, what do you think the hardest thing about doing a podcast is? And I said, the amount of prep work. I don't think people understand what goes into it. You know, and I do two a week. And so, like... I mean, this sounds so like, oh, wah, wah, you do two a week, poor girl. I don't mean it like that, but you, it does take time. And so on the busy weeks at casual is the thing that I sort of let go of. And I'm just like, oh, we'll figure it out. Right. Right. We'll answer some listener emails. (laughs) Well, you know, if you're, if you're, um, interviewing a, an author you've got to read the book i have to oh yeah you did that you one know, with me it's, yes it's a lot it's a lot i mean i'm not a fast reader either right and it was the first time and only time in my life that i've read a book and a, and a full in a book day. in one day yeah it takes time and, yeah. and i like to put a lot of research into the people that i'm interviewing and so because then i mean what's the point otherwise right. you're not getting anything right. out of it um also i think emotionally like everyone was just so depleted last year so you just kind of did the best you could so um we did, we did at casual, but we want to kind of reset and we want to bring more purpose into what we're doing here. Um, we have also talked about the fact that like, we just want to hit this like reset. So let's start. Here's who we are. I'm Kelly and I'm the founder of Velvet's Edge. I do work in hair and makeup and styling in the country music industry when that exists. <laughs> <laughs> the industry still exists. It's just not live. Uh, yeah. For some people, not so much for my business, but yeah, I mean, I work every now and again with my artists still, but it's been a hard adjustment like that. A lot of work has gone away for people who do what I do. So that has really kind of made me reevaluate. I didn't realize how much weight I put into who I was through my work. And so that's been a huge journey for me this last year and figuring out like, what is Velvet's Edge going to be? And for those who are new listeners, Velvet's Edge started as a blog for me. Then it's kind of switched into this lifestyle brand and website. You can shop my whole site, but I honestly haven't even blogged in the past year. I had so much trauma happening personally as well. So, um, I'm sort of reevaluating what I want to do with that. And you can follow that on at Velvet's Edge on Instagram. But there's a lot going on with that. And I'm going to continue really putting my weight into Velvet's Edge. And I love this podcast because it gives me the opportunity on my Wednesday podcast to really talk to people who are searching, who are like striving to find the next best thing, who have overcome tragedy and they can tell me how they got to the other side or spiritual leaders that are really inspiring to me. And you and I then started this Friday series, which is called At Casual. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more more about that, but you introduce yourself first. (laughs) Hi, I'm Chip Dorsch. Hello, Chip. Hi. Um, I'm also, I work in the music business. I'm In um, management. Yeah, I'm in in a management company. And um, I represent some artists and um, I'm also on a marketing team and represent some artists on that side of things too. Um, And Kelly and I are friends that go back for years. Someone asked me how we met and it was through Mary Hilliard, obviously. Yeah. I feel like we met on a Dirk Smentley photo shoot in Los Angeles. Okay, that was right. But I thought I met you at that sushi restaurant. I don't know. Either way, uh, one of our best friends manages right. Dirk's who Dirk Smentley, who I work for, and who Chip. I'm on the marketing team for right. So. And you've known Mary for uh, we met like lifetime. kids in New York. Exactly. So <laughs> back we in the met crazy days. back when you met when you lived in L.A. You didn't even live in Nashville. So I've known I, you a long yeah, time. Well, I met yeah, I met you when I lived in L.A. So yeah, um, yeah. But I'm just you know a little country boy here in Nashville. Um, you just, consider yourself a country boy? I kind of am. Yeah. Really? I guess we do have like who's the biggest redneck contest. I mean, I usually win. And you kind of do win. <laughs> I mean, I forgot about I've that. got some metropolitan tendencies too. I mean, um, a couple. <laughs> Let's be real here. But um, yeah, so it's I'm. This is kind of an experiment for me. It's yeah. I'm, I'd never really done anything like it, and it's for me. It's like it was very weird in the beginning to like talk into a microphone and think that anybody was listening, and it's. It's kind. It's been really awesome to like get feedback and see that when we're impacting people and how we're touching people and, um, yeah. It's I'm just I'm here to have some fun and and have some laughs and also to dig deep. You yeah, know? I do think you know there's a lot of part and this sort of goes into what our reset is about. But I just think there's a lot of bullshit in the world, and we're so connected now that it's really easy for bullshit to infiltrate our lives mm-hmm. and 
to me, it's like, how do you let that shit roll off of your shoulder? And it's you. sometimes you just got to act casual. Act casual, yeah. right. This whole thing developed because, I mean, again, Mary is in part of this conversation with us, but we were talking about that and just how many moments you actually encounter in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year, where it's like, oh my God, it's, it's something crazy is happening and you want to go run and tell everybody. Um, but or also ball up and cry or ball up and yeah. cry. But like, sometimes you just can't. And so the best thing you can do is like, let it roll off your shoulder, just like you just said, or find a way to laugh about it. And so that's kind of our goal here is to talk about hard topics or sometimes topics that people don't want to talk about. Like just, they're not comfortable talking yeah. about or it's a hard thing to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about sex and dating in the past and like, I think we'll continue to do a lot of that just on a bigger scale, but we're not afraid to say shit here. And so that's sort of the point is having the hard conversations, talking about the situations that are maybe relevant to what's happening in our culture. And, um, also things that are relevant to you guys and what you're going through personally in your lives and connecting. I think it's like having a conversation with your friends. Like that was what happened for us. We were sitting around talking with our friends openly, just thinking, why doesn't the world talk like this? Like, why aren't we just all so open that we're saying what's happening with actually happening not like what you put on social media that's right. happening but what's actually happening because that's the way you connect with people yeah it's well I, it's the the beauties and the crevices of life you know it's like it's, that just reminded me of like schmegma schmegma i mean <laughs> some people think schmegma is nice i guess okay not well. me. um it smells but um Ew. yeah i mean i think it's like our cracks are like that our scars like that's that's life. Right. And um, I think we have to embrace them. You Absolutely. Know? And that's what I do on the Velvet's Edge podcast. Too. What I've said over and over and over is what has made me heal so much through my own life experiences is knowing it's like shared experiences with other people, right? Like when you say something publicly or if I was on a TV show or whatever it was that I was doing and then someone would write me back and say, oh my God, thank you for saying that because that's happening to me too. Nothing made my heart more satisfied or actually made me go Phew, like I'm okay. Right. You know, like nothing else does that but connecting with people. Totally. So this is our Friday version of that it's a little more loose maybe a little more cuss wordy sometimes and we're we're not neither of us are experts on what we're talking about generally like on your other podcasts like you speak to to experts experts. so you you can go deeper you can really like sort of have an educated view of a lot of things and this is our personal opinions yeah so with some you know we do research and form you know educated opinions about some things but some of it is off the cuff a lot of it's off the cuff and um just opinion based so based if you don't like it what what are you gonna say if you don't like it what you're gonna go get them <laughs> no i want you to keep listening so no keep listening mean. yeah if you don't like it keep listening but keep listening <laughs> You will at some point. <laughs> Give it a shot. Uh, keep yeah. drinking. <laughs> it gets way better yeah. if you keep drinking. We do like to keep it light. I think one of the most... The, what? <laughs> the wine's hitting her. <laughs> literally had a sip. It's not that. It's like literally overwhelmed from what's happening in our society again. And I think the heater is too high. I'm so like my face is on well, you've, fire. You've got a hat on. You've got because a- I look terrible and you're filming it. So I'm like, oh my God, I haven't washed my hair in a week. <laughs> have a fever blister from stress Uh, see this is casual i'm trying to act casual but like sometimes i feel like my life is falling or life is falling (laughs) apart like i thought we were getting it back together and now i'm like um what was i saying (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know anyway this is about i have no idea what my point was but this is about connecting with the people we do like to keep it a little lighter oh the biggest feedback we get is that this is everyone's Friday morning, like laugh and like last year, especially, I think we all just needed to find some way to laugh just to get through the days. And so if we're doing that for you guys, I'm so glad (laughs) and keep coming with your feedback, your emails at casual at velvetsedge.com. We absolutely love connecting with you guys. This is like, we want to just build a community where we're having an open conversation about the hardships of life and how we can get through them and how we can laugh through them and just act casual. Yeah. And bring us like stories and questions. Like we, you know, it's right now, like we mine for ideas from like what's happening in culture and in real life, what's happening in our lives. Um, So we're limited to that. Yeah. So something, if you have an experience that you think is an act casual moment, like 
and people do send them in. I mean, that's we what got we get most of our week, topics from. But um, yeah, if you have an at casual moment where you're like, oh shit, yeah, um, we want to hear about it, it, and then Bring it you know, we'll, we'll we'll add our flair to it. Yeah. So speaking of topics, <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to do the little introduction and I, I mean, you came in and I was like so hot. She warned, she warned me that she might start crying <laughs> just seeing. I also warned you that I might start my period in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I, I hope she does you guys because we're filming it. <laughs> Talk about at casual moment. I'm like, oh and God. I, I mean, you know how stressful that would be for me? I would have to carry this while you're like changing i love that you tried to make this stressful for you so i start my period in the middle of doing a podcast like there's a lot that happens with that no walk me through what would happen are you serious (laughs) i mean i don't think the listeners really i've talked i've talked enough about how many tampons i used to use (laughs) you can find that on earlier episodes but yeah so what would happen is i would feel it and i would be like you have to go shower i mean i would need to change my pants at least yeah. Yeah. yeah so you wouldn't be gone that long uh, it would be gone long enough. Solo podcasts are hard, though. We've talked about I this before. I could, sing a, I could sing like the French national anthem or something. Of all things to pick, that's my sort of go-to party trick. The French national anthem mm-hmm. is your go-to party trick. Yeah, pretty <laughs> impressive. Give uh, us a bar. Allons avant de la batterie. I'm dying. Uh, oh, let me uh, find my words again. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but I can sing the whole thing. Wow. So you don't even know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Who taught it. it to you? I had an exchange student live with me. And, oh, you've told, you've told us that he before. Taught it to me. He taught how me you, that in like curse word, good curse words. How do you know that they're actually saying what he told you? Because I've, I've, I've heard the song. I, and I've sung along uh, to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would really have loved if he taught you just like a song that said so much like crazy shit yeah. and you didn't know what you were saying and you openly did <laughs> and I'm that running at every around party. France being like, I can sing your national anthem. <laughs> no, you're going to parties in America being like, you guys want to hear the French national anthem? How embarrassing. It's like not even French words. <laughs> no. <laughs> he and I did used to do this thing where like if there was someone else like was in a conversation he and I would do this thing where we would just throw in fake words and then, but we would act like we understood and like no one ever said, what did you just say? Cause no be like banger slang and bang banger. <laughs> and then I would respond and he would respond if I said something like that, but we would always have English in there, but then the sentence wouldn't make sense. And yeah. no one ever said, what are you guys talking about? I would have totally said that to you, but I can see where you're at a party, especially, and you're only like acquaintances with the person. You don't want to be the person who doesn't know what that means. So you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also foreign, so right. they're like, oh, God, you don't want his to, like, accent. You're, yeah, right. Or you don't want to insult him and be like, oh, he used that word Ooh. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Binger language, talking blah, blah, whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, so when you came in, though, I was super hot. I mean, yesterday what happened in America was that the Capitol got stormed. And you and I don't really like to go super political on this, or I specifically don't, just because I know we have listeners on both sides of the topic. And we're we live in a democracy, right? So... Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's how I feel. And uh, I really try to stand by that. Mm-hmm. But it's hard when our country feels like, in some ways, not in some ways, in a lot of ways, it's Under falling siege. completely yeah. apart. And I'm starting to, you know, like I said, embrace that maybe we need to to rebuild into what we need to be. But it was a hard, hard day yesterday. Yeah, it was. It was. I couldn't really put words on my emotion because I wasn't surprised that it happened because I feel like we've been building toward this moment yeah, and we could see it coming a mile away, but I was also shocked. Okay. That's exactly what you just said is what I kept saying to people. I don't know why I'm surprised, but I am so surprised. Like it it was just so unsettling to watch right? specifically at the Capitol. I'm like, there's so many things we could say about all of it, but mostly it just made me so, so incredibly sad. Yeah. That was what I The felt. last time that the, the Capitol building has been, was breached was by Britain in like 1812. Like, right. this is, a, these are Americans doing this. Right. Um, it, it, I mean, it's just shocking and sad and like how it's even possible to do with the inordinate amount of money that our our country spends on security was that a real word I inordinate oh. yeah <laughs> okay i missed a letter um, i didn't yeah <laughs> it's i mean it's a baffling amount of money it's oh, like I, 900 I, billion dollars or something like that and how did they we get have in? like That's paul blart mall cop <laughs> guarding congress 
He's on like, his hoverboard swimming yeah. in. Like, yes. you're right. Like, this is not a joking matter at all, but that's what I felt like. Like, well, uh, excuse me, where's security? Like, yeah, there was that one video of the, um, the cop that was like had to he was like retreating up. and he was like yes. running up the stairs i felt so bad and it's for like him. he picked up a stick in the floor like oh well, like, he was like he was like panicked I, I get like, it. please like, don't hurt me but why doesn't he have a weapon to protect himself i'm sure he does but there's so that is such a tricky i get I, it i felt for that guy on so many ways because one he too. knew he was being filmed and so it's like anything he does yeah I, who was filming him that's what I, think, I wanted to know. I think it was news reporters that are just constantly in the Capitol right. doing interviews and all of that. That's what I felt. It had to have I don't been know. It was like, what does this guy have his own like videographer? <laughs> right. Is this a reality show? It, was, it feels like it was one. Clear, it was like well filmed. You know, right. like it wasn't like an iPhone video. I, I, that's what I felt was it was like news reporters yeah. that were there. You know, that maybe are the people who go to the press conferences right, and that's stuff a good like point. that. I'd forgotten about them. Yeah, I mean, there were some documentary like documentary yes. filmmakers who were just on site because of the riot the right night, i mean the protest before it turned into a riot yeah and some of them have been like turned <gasps> oh my god who is that someone just showed up you guys and scared the shit out of kelly who is that oh my god it was my ups guy <laughs> oh my god we just experienced the most hack <laughs> we're talking about like people breaking in literally though that was so funny first of all i screamed and he he's now and this is the sad part is i get so many packages that i know like i know my people you know he's gonna be like sorry dude she, like, she has a glass front door too, so he saw her he saw her scream oh my that's amazing i'm sorry i need to like can compose myself but oh my gosh Okay, first of all, though, this goes exactly to my point of what's happening in our country. I've never felt more scared to be an American, if I'm being honest. And, yeah. like, that was another thing that happened for me was just watching it. And and I've felt this collectively and just for, like, the duration of 2020 was everything felt so unpredictable. And I think, like, you know, in Nashville, we had on Christmas Day, our downtown blew up. Yeah. And it's just, like, where are you safe anymore? And, like... I don't want to live in a country that I feel that way. Right. I feel like we've been so blessed for so many years to have the comfort of not worrying about that kind of stuff. And like, here we are and we're doing it to each other. That yeah. is the thing that blows me away. My UPS guy just did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Woo. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday after all of this, and they made this point where they said, I bet you if you asked people that were there protesting who is more dangerous the russians or democrats oh the chinese or democrats all of them would have said democrats it's crazy to it's me it's crazy to me i just don't know how we've turned so hard on each other yeah. that's the that's the sad part to me is like we live in a country that you're supposed to be able to pick your side and pick your opinion and then you just kind of go okay that's how you feel i disagree but like I'm not going to come attack you. And all of a sudden we've become the country that attacks each other. And yeah, anyway, um, that was what I was feeling majorly today. Right. And, and when you walked in, I was really frustrated because on that same token, um, we've built such a culture and I've been such a part of this and I almost feel embarrassed about it now. But the social media culture is so just um, self-serving or attacking of each other. Right. You know, like it's like, uh, either you're hating on somebody or you're faking what your life looks like or you're doing some self-serving post of some sort that makes you feel good or you need the validation or whatever. I'm completely guilty of it too and I'm not at all sitting here being like, you people are suck. We've all done it. But you're it. paying attention and that's what's important. I notice it. And, yeah. and that came from me after getting annihilated on reality television unfairly if, if I do say so myself but like something that wasn't true about me got put out and it almost felt like it was ruining my life and it has in so many ways deeply affected my life and uh, obviously a lot of friendships and things like that and so I felt it on such a deep level. Then like our world fell apart. And I just like had this moment today where I saw all these people posting like normal or just like posting a picture of themselves and just like in some I'm, I can't there's one specifically I'm thinking of but I'll keep that we're not going to hate on people on here but like put your clothes on 
Um, but it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. Like, it's... what are you doing? Today is not the day. Sorry, today is not the day to build your business. Today is the day to go. Hey, how do I help you? Right. Like, how do I support right. you? How do I like love on you? How do I support my people in my life? Right. Like, I spend my whole morning. How on do I phone. reflect on what the fuck is going on? And how can I do better? Right. right. That to me is what. I felt on the first day of 2021 was not that our world was put back together, but like hopeful in the way of, Hey, maybe now we're paying attention. Yeah. Me included. Right. Maybe now I can like actually speak the truth even to myself about who I am and like what I want to bring to this world versus just like trying to succeed in business and make some money. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's really tough because we do, it's, you know, part of the social media game is building a business. Part of it is, you know, it do, to make yourself feel a little bit better the by like putting something out and getting validated. But I also think that like it's really important to remember that like the people that are receiving what you're putting out are real people that have real lives, and they have, there's consequences to what you put out. What people are sending back to you, like you're a real person, like, and I think that the if if we could all just like get a little bit more real yeah um it would actually make social media feel like a, a, a safer place like i personally want to delete it all i know i've gotten to that place it's, too. it's if i feel like i waste time i feel like it makes me feel like shit i feel like i'm addicted to it yeah um i feel like it doesn't serve me but i also like i work in culture like i can't close myself off to the world where I don't know what's happening culture wise mm -hmm. because then I'm, I can't do my job as well. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I've built a business on yeah. social media and I'm like, Oh man, I really backed myself into a corner here. <laughs> can't quit. I hope the internet doesn't go down. <laughs> I mean, that's it. But that is, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. It did with the bombing. If you I had AT&T services, you would have been screwed. Right. Well, I couldn't post. I had to take a break anyway, after all that stuff. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. But I will tell you this, like you actually just made a really good point because you were like, you know, we all get on social media and we're like, 
the, the worst to me, and oh God, again, I've done this too, and I'm like, oh, gross. Like when I look back at some of my old posts, I'm just like, oh, cringeworthy. Like I just was doing it for content purposes or whatever. But then there's this like casual, if we're speaking about acting casual way that people like subtly post this picture of themselves to receive validation. And it's like, what's your point? Like, what are you bringing to me other than you need me to tell you how good you look? Which is like, okay, we all need validation, but like, what are we doing? Where are we looking for it? And is it actually serving us? And like, I spent my day working with this amazing organization in Nashville and I was reminded, uh, actually, I want to say the Community Foundation, because I've had a lot of people ask me how they can help with um, the bombing. And also like, we still have a shit ton of tornado stuff. stuff, I mean, it never really got resolved because of 2020 happened. So if you're looking to donate anything, the community foundation has an amazing website and that's who I'm going to be supporting with my disco cowgirl tees and then some other stuff that I'm doing with donations. Cause I really, really believe in them. They're trustworthy with where they're putting the money. Um, so just go check out their website. It's the community foundation. But anyway, in working with them and seeing people who are just serving others and me going like, how else can I help? Like it, it kind of reminded me of how good that feels. Yeah. Like it feels so good to get out of yourself for just a second and say like, how can I help? And you just want to do more. And that's so much more validating at the end of the day than getting a picture with a shit ton of likes. Yeah. Yeah, I um it's funny cuz I feel like I don't volunteer enough, but then I think about some things that I'll do that there was no motivation other than me just wanting to help. Like I I w- worked the polls one I day. I was going to say even the the I have day. an app on my phone called Be the Eyes that blind people call and if they need help like no I've answered it where it's like um someone needs to know what denomination their dollar bills are. Oh, hey, man. how much is this? How much is that? And then they're like, okay, thanks. Cool. Like you are their eyes. That's amazing. It's amazing. And it's like, there's that. just little ways. And it's like, sometimes it'll ring and like, you'll go to answer and I'll be like, someone else got it. Yeah. Um, and there's just little ways that you can sort of step outside of yourself for a moment and help people. And it means so much to them, but it also means a lot to you. It means more like that's a thing I think that gets lost. And I've forgotten this a million times. But I remember there was um, <clears throat> many years ago when I canceled my wedding and was going through maybe the worst time in my life. <laughs> um, I was so I remember my mentor at that time saying like, because I would just call her and I'd be like, oh, you know, like, woe is me and blah, blah, blah. And she would go, when's the last time you did service work? She wouldn't even listen to me sometimes because I just wanted to like bitch and right. I just wanted to like blame and and focus on someone else and all of this stuff. And um, every time I would be so annoyed with that answer. But then if I would go do it and like you know it you, takes your mind off the shit i mean well if you go help a homeless person you all of a sudden feel really grateful to have a roof over your head right you know and so that was the the whole point and i really think the reason yesterday was so disappointing to me and the reason today on social media has been so disappointing to me um isn't necessarily even because of what happened it's because i'm just like are we serious y'all like did we not learn anything because the first couple days of 2021 i felt like maybe just maybe we're all like because i had some clarity for my own life and so maybe i was like maybe like we can all work together and we can just go hey you know i really fucked that up or i really don't like who i was at that time or i don't know what I was doing, but that wasn't me. And this is who I want to be. So I'm going to try to start going in this direction and figuring out how I want to get there. And I guess everyone gets there in their own time or whatever. But I just really hope that that's where 2021 ends up going. You know, it's, it's interesting. As you were talking, it's like, um, a lot of the division that's happened in our country is, um, antithetical to what you're saying, because, and this That's is uh, this is going to be a blanket statement, and I don't mean for it to be because I think it's there are you have extremes on both sides. Absolutely, but I think the extremes on the right, you hear a lot of like they're sucking off the teat of America. Like there's lazy people. Like it's all and and then what they hate about the left is that it's about um, creating systems that help the underprivileged there's a lot of that that's going on so it's almost that like we're living in a world right now that does not like all we're hearing is like i don't want to help people 
Well, or I want to, yeah, yeah. You know, it's right. like there's a lot of privilege that is being put on display, and they're it's missing the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like totally, and it's it's really aggravating and disheartening to live in a world like that. It's like I recognize my privilege. You know, it's um, sometimes I struggle with like how lucky I am and. Uh, but I also recognize that I could be doing more and I should be doing more. We always will be doing that though. You know what I mean? Like that's, do you ever feel like when I was saying, like I look back at my old self and I'm just like, the thing that I think is like the most embarrassing, which I shouldn't really like shame myself completely for, because this is exactly why social media exploded. But it's like, what built most of my business is, you know, I work with celebrities and it's like, looks glamorous because you're doing all these fun things right. and going to these big events and you're flying around on a pli- private plane and blah, 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 blah. And so like, that's the stuff I'm posting about. Right. And so people are interested and it's fascinating, but like then 2020 happens and like all of that goes away. Right. And so then it's like, you're left and for me there was so much more that even just fell apart it all just started to happen which at first I was so upset about and I was so just like why am I being punished exactly like what I was saying about when I called my mentor and then you get to a place where you're like wait a second like maybe this just means I'm supposed to bring something different and bring something bigger and bring something that actually is like useful (laughs) like maybe hair tutorials used to be useful to people but like when you're not fucking going anywhere nobody cares what their hair looks like also like what kind of tutorial am i gonna do (laughs) because i never wash my hair anymore (laughs) throw a hat on it and a video i'm like (laughs) and scene here's how you do your hair you put this fucking hat on (laughs) bye (laughs) Bye. come out the knots yeah but so anyway when you reevaluate you're like oh man okay at first it can hurt but like maybe there's some really cool shit we could start doing. And like, maybe our country could actually be even better, but it does take us getting out of ourselves. And so that's like, that's kind of the biggest thing that, I mean, again, when you walked in, I was just like, Oh, these tone deaf people. Like what the fuck? Well, you know, it's funny. I feel like we've naturally arrived at one of the things that we wanted to talk about. Okay. I love this um, transition by you. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to, I like, it felt really like a really natural arrival and I didn't want to miss it. So, okay. Um, you know, I think volunteering and doing kind thing for strangers can be a really overwhelming thing to think about because you feel like you have to like go in and make this big, huge difference, um, which is a great thing to think about, you Mm -hmm. know, like we should want to impact as many people as possible. But I think if you can do something for one person, 100%. It can change their life. It can change your life. And it can change the world if everyone thought in the terms of what can I do to help one life. And I had a pretty, like, amazing experience happen to me mm-hmm. um, a few days ago um, on the 3rd. So like, I thought it was yeah. the 2nd. But yeah, and it was on the 3rd. You're right. Yep. Um, January 3rd. So three days into 2021. Three days into 2021, I was riding back from um, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I was northbound. I was in the passenger seat. We were with our friend Mary. I was northbound. with my friend Mary. I love that you're like being so descriptive. <laughs> well, I need to paint the picture. So okay. we were driving north. Um, we were just south of Birmingham in Alabama. And on the southbound lane of the freeway, I saw out of the corner of my eyes a woman carrying a baby mm-hmm. and like a four or five-year-old kid running north. And then Mary Hilliard says what was that? What did, what was that? Why was that guy chasing that woman? And I was like, I didn't see a man chasing that woman. She was like, yeah, there was like a fat man chasing that woman and their kids. Like, I feel like I should stop. And we had literally just passed an exit and you know, we're driving and she was like, I feel really unsettled by that. I feel like we should turn around. And I was like, I'm not in a rush. Let's go and see what's going on. So we get off the freeway, we turn around and we went South and as we're approaching, we can see the woman and the kids are still walking north on the freeway and she's waving at cars and we pull over and she like runs over to my, and I was a little cautious when, as she approached, I was like, I mean, that's the kind of stuff my sketchy. mom, 100%, that's this the kind of stuff sketchy. my mom would always be like, you know, be careful, don't stop for strangers, right. like as a woman, especially. Right. So, so I rolled yeah. down my window. You gotta be careful. Yeah. I rolled down my window and we were like what's going on and she proceeded to tell us that she had jumped out of the car because her husband was hitting her and she had like 
pulled the keys out and made him pull over. She's carrying a baby that was, you know, between one and two years old. And she had a five-year-old son with her. And they were like, we asked like, what do you need us to do? Where are you going? Is there anyone that we can call? And the son said, call the police. And we said, get in the car. Yeah. Like we didn't, there was not there. We didn't second guess it for a second. We said, get in the car. And we just pulled our bags into my lap so that they, the back seat was open for them. And we got him in the car and she was, where was the guy? He had gone back to the car, his car. So he, he had given up on them. But he even though ba- you guys pulled over, he was he just was, sitting in his was, car. He was already gone. Oh, he left. He was already gone. He was like, "Peace out." He, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I just think he couldn't catch up with her. Um, so, um, so he just left her. On we the sat side there of the for a minute. We let her lose it. Um, she sort of was very vulnerable with us, um, and we said, "Okay, well, we're gonna get moving. Let's go get you some water." Let's try and call somebody and and we'll get this figured out. And we ended up, we tried to call her mom who lives with her. Um, she didn't answer the phone. And um, she had, there were four more kids in the house that um, she shares with her husband. And she ultimately decided that it was best for her to go home, even though she was scared. So we said, where do you live? And it took us way out of the way. It added like an hour and 40 minutes to our trip, which, you know, we were fine to do. And um, we got to know her on the ride. Like she told us about like sort of her circumstances and how she ended up in this situation and that he's actually a really good guy. But things have been escalating. They've been getting worse. And, you know, we were trying to be as sensitive as possible because there's a kid in the car. Of course. Um, But then she's saying things like, you know, it. I, I hate that my kids are seeing me dragged across the floor by my hair. Oh my God. And so it's in, we're now down on like small roads in Alabama. Like we are getting in Alabama. Yeah. And um, we get to her street and we can, uh, as we like get near her house, we can see that he's home. Mm. So we were so like, what do you, do you still want to go in? And so we backed, there was a church at the end of her street. So we backed down to the church and we waited and we um, asked her if any of the other kids in the house had a phone. And she said, yeah, my oldest does. So we tried to call him. He didn't answer, but he texted back and said, who is this? And we said, cause her, her phone wasn't like, working. Phone so we were using this. our phones and we said, it's said our names and we're with your mother and she would like to speak with you. Yeah. And so he called back and um, he said that the dad was like, seemed calm. And so she decided she was going to go back, but we, we made sure that she had all of our information and, um, and also texted the son. If your father touches your mother, let us know. Yeah. And he said, okay. And um, the woman was, she sent texts afterwards that were like, you're you are like our guardian angels like that was amazing i'm so appreciative like um it's heartbreaking stuff especially when you see these like sweet sweet kids mm-hmm. and um so now it's you know I, I i don't know i haven't gotten an update because she's only texting with mary um but she managed to get herself at the house um and she's in a hotel for a week and we're going to continue to try and see what we can do to help this woman and you know it's Hundreds of cars had driven by, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of cars. But there was just something like that told us we had to stop, you know, like we had to. Well, I was going to say, first of all, what a gift you guys were to that family, 100%. But also what a gift she was to you. I mean, that's like what yeah. a way, just like what we're talking about, to really remember how lucky we are, first of all, but also like helping other people helps you. It just does. It does. Like, you know, we, it's, if there's also like creates understanding like the obviously the rest of the way back home we talked about it of course well, you and guys called me can i say this part sure, of the story yeah. you guys called me and y'all were both pretty shaken up yeah. like it was you know a very ex- just extremely intense situation i think and what's interesting is like we had just come off christmas when i was with my boyfriend and his two children and i may get in trouble for telling the story but i don't fucking care <laughs> because this was my reality is that you know we're very blessed and especially those two children are very blessed to have two parents who love them they have me who loves them very much and they're very fortunate and they got a shit ton of gifts probably more than i was comfortable with if i'm being honest and what i noticed over the next couple of weeks was that you know, we, we had just, we've just, I don't know. It was just about gifts and like, uh, and just like 
lots of food and, and just fun and you know just stuff that like is great but in excess for kids maybe makes them lose perspective if they don't have anything else they're seeing and I kind of notice them in a way that I have never seen them before and and being like a little bit bratty or ungrateful no appreciation yeah, yeah and those two girls are the sweetest girls right. and so like it was frustrating for me and when you guys called it was the perfect opportunity for me to tell that story and I, I left out the part about you know the abusive dad but just like them not having a place to go. And so you guys helped. And like, it was amazing to watch their faces be like, oh, wow. And they wanted to help immediately. Like it was like, it kind of put it in perspective for all of us too, of how lucky we are. And they're so young. And so to be able to even like have that reminder was great for all of us. Right. And so like, it goes further than just the two of y'all pulling onto the side. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like a small thing that you did for one person that now has helped my family who's now helped Mary's family. And now we're telling it to these people that are listening. And it's, you know, it also just gives so much perspective because it's really easy to like ride by someone and judge their situation from afar and literally have no um, true knowledge to what's going on. And, you know, it's, she, this is a downtrodden family. (laughs) Like there are six kids. Her mother lived in the house. She lives there. It's a small house. The, the yard was not very presentable. And, you know, w- w- when we were thinking about it, I was, she doesn't work. She's got six kids. She, six? Yeah. There's, so oh, geez, it's a blended were... family. So okay. she, he had two, she had two, they have two together. Wow. That's so, a lot of kids. And, you know, she told us what her husband makes, where right. he works. And so they're, they're not living on a lot. Yes. So, and she doesn't drive. So she needs to be with someone who can support them. Mm -hmm. So she can't leave. Mm. And it's like, so I can see if you want to sit on a high horse and judge somebody, it's really easy to be like, why does she keep herself in that situation? Right. And it's because the situation keeps her in it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like she, she was, she was fairly young. I don't know how old she is, but she, she was fairly young. So I would imagine she probably had a child young and it just like everything compounded and she's where she is today. But you know, I think the most important part of takeaway for her was like, and I said this to her, I was like, what you did today was really brave. Totally. And I wanted to say that because I wanted to drive home that it is never fucking too late to make a step towards change for yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I and that's what I said to after she was out of the car, I was like, I hope that, you know, if even if we never hear from her again, I hope that what we did to her or did for her one day makes her wake up and says, I deserve better than this. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like it did. Or even the example for the kids to be like, oh yeah, that was really brave of mom to do whatever. I love what you said though about like not judging people's circumstances because you know, like her life might look a certain way. And um, if you're someone of privilege, you might go, well, look at her. She can't pay her bills or she can't drive or she can't do whatever. But like the reality is, is we all get in the situations we get in because of, our life path, right? Right. Like it's not to say that I haven't chosen or made a lot of bad decisions or whatever. Mine maybe just haven't affected me on a, like, uh, what's the way that you should say this? Like in a way that maybe on the outward exterior looks the same, but that doesn't mean my, like I have my shit together or whatever. And so like, it's all relative. It's all relative. Right. That's exactly right. And so it's like, who am I to sit and judge anyone's circumstance? Cause if until my life is perfect and until it's perfect consistently, I really should just shut the fuck up. Which is by the way, never. Well, that's what I'm saying is it will never be. Right. Cause like no matter what. Who wants a perfect life? I love, I love the, the dirt under the fingernails it's like yeah it's what gives life color but there's you know, a lot of days where i'm like god can't shit just work out right because <laughs> it would be but easier then the days right? when things are working out it's like i noticed They're like so today good. i've had a i had a really good like productive day and it was like bam 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 and it was everything was and i like get excited like yeah you're right you know you feel it like, in I a different way when yeah. you felt the pain before yeah. or whatever yeah, well, I love that story. Um, there's one other part of that story that I do want to mention, and this was like a tid, tid little bit from Mary. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to tell him I know that. I'm only going to talk about it on Act uh-uh, Casual. Uh-uh. So anyway, you guys are driving down the road, and at first it was really tense, she said, and like it was kind of like, 
I mean, it's sort of awkward, right? Like you pick up people off the street. You're like, y'all don't know each other. You're about to drive for like an hour. And she asked you to turn some music on. <laughs> what did I turn on? I don't even remember. Show tunes. <laughs> did I do show tunes? That's what she said. <laughs> I don't even remember. And she said she looked at you and she goes, well, thank God I'm with the manliest man ever. <laughs> I do remember saying that, but I don't remember it being shown. Well, this opens up to a new conversation. Did you win a manly as man contest? Yes. Tell I mean, us was, more. So I had a friend whose father lived in on Grand Bahama Island. And mm. this is when Mary and I lived in New York. And we were going to Grand Bahama Island to stay at his house. Okay. My friend was already there. So it was just the two of us had flown from New York to Fort Lauderdale. And we had to take this like day cruise from Fort Lauderdale over to Grand Bahama Island. And it was like... Most of the people on the boat were like Bahamians who had come to the mainland to okay. like go to Walmart or whatever, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. run some errands, um, run some errands, <laughs> and a handful of tourists. Okay. So they have like tourist canes, <laughs> and it was like it was cold, so being outside sucks. So we went in, and I can't remember the drinks were free too. <laughs> But one of them was the manliest man contest, and I think I maybe did four push-ups. You one. won a manliest I mean, it was man like contest. Chugging push-ups. I mean, it's been a running joke literally for twenty years that I'm the well, manliest I man. Well, I have the picture. Well, when, when she said when she, oh, yeah, the, she still I have the picture. so much dirt on you right now. She okay. So I, what I remember about her bringing up the manliest man contest was as we were getting deeper into like Alabama. Yeah. She looked at me and she was like, I'm glad I'm with the man Liz man. Yeah. Because we didn't know what we were driving up to. Well, right. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I thought about- I put on like hits music, but I don't well, know. I'll take show tunes. <laughs> Want me to well, sing Rent? Yeah, exactly. Did you just sing the French national anthem? And that's a, you should have went. I was like, a musical theater major. She, of course you were. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me one bit. It's like she says to you, hey, can you turn on some music? And you, you know, you go, no. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to serenade you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to sing. <laughs> What would you like me to sing, kid? He's definitely not going to say that. Anthem. Well, I mean, I was really tempted to put on something like Baby Shark because he's like his. How kid. old was this kid? He's five, so it's probably that's probably a little. You're young. really downplaying kids these days. They know way more than yeah, you think. Yeah, I was like, here, you let's should... listen to WAP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be extreme, yeah. but. Anyway, I mean, I think we could go on a lot about a lot of things that have happened, but I actually love this as a, just a reminder of, um, like, I don't want to sit here on a high horse and be like, go help people. Look, blah, I blah, was blah, blah, scared. Blah. Like it was yes. like, I, I experienced a lot of emotions and it was like, it was like there were moments that we laughed with her. Like it was a really just like amazing human interaction. And it's, yeah, I don't want any credit. Like, I'm not telling this but story But that's for kind of credit. the point of helping someone, right? It's right. like, to me, this is another, this is going back to social media. Can you tell I'm over social media right now? <laughs> but it's like, okay, if you go do service work, you don't have to post about it, by the way. Cool if you do, if you want to share how other people can help. But like, maybe, like, I don't know. There's a line to me. Yeah. And I think my point is these days is like, what we could maybe all do better. And what I'm hoping 2021 starts to be is just like, Take a step out of your own self for one second, like one second, even look at someone else or look at go, huh? Like, where's the empathy? You know, like we've got to find it. And that to me, I'm like, I can't watch my country keep doing this. Like I used to be so proud to be an American. And lately I've been embarrassed if I'm being really honest. And like, I don't want to live in a country that I feel embarrassed to live in. So like, how do we act a little more casual, get out of ourselves for a second and go, huh? And just start asking questions. Yeah. I think that's like the point. And just start maybe like, even when you're scared, stepping outside of your box. Right. And like kind of having that moment where you could look a little deeper, look a little bigger. Like there's just so much more. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to be um, bringing you guys a lot of different topics this year, but we really do love the feedback from y'all. And we really do love the topics that come from you guys. So keep the emails coming to at casual at velvetsedge.com. I hope that things settle a little bit. I'm not so sure they will. I think we've got a couple of weeks ahead of us that like. I do too. I don't know. I mean, maybe hopefully yesterday was the tip of the iceberg. Maybe. And also like, I just like, I think I had this moment because I was like, oh gosh, this is going to like set all these other things off again. And like, or not again, but like 
it's going to set all these other triggers off to where there's more violence. And I'm just sad with the violence. So like, let's find productive ways to help and to do things. Like, how do we do that? And I know it seems like people won't listen unless it's like this huge act, but like, I don't know. Does that like, how do we do that? Well, I mean, I think the whole point of a democracy is about togetherness. You know, it's, it's like, we can't we can't look at our neighbors like they're enemies. Right. We just can't. And it, it, I think that the more that we can look at people with empathy and try to understand their situation um and elevate everyone together, yeah. the better we're going to be, you know. Right. It's Like I literally was about to make this huge video. I think I told you this when you came in. I was like going to rant about influencers and I'm like if you're going to influence, go influence them. <laughs> whatever. I was so mad, like, because I get called an influencer sometimes, and I'm like, I'm not a fucking influencer, because I don't want to be like, I don't know, I just, it doesn't feel right to me right now to be influencing about, like, what you should wear, even though, like, sometimes I do post about that, but, like, right now, at the moment, if you have a following, if you're an influencer, like, should we go influence something that matters, you know, that was kind of, like, my rant, Um, but I don't want to hate on other people either, and so, like, I don't think you solve hate with hate. Like we, I think you have to lead by example. I think that's right. Because the I think the problem with the influencer culture is, well, first of all, a lot of it's fucking fake. They're it's being paid fake. to say that something is great. There's nothing more effective than someone genuinely loving a product and wanting to talk about right. it. There's, and, and, and I love when I see a celebrity or an influencer be like, oh, my God, I love this. And by the way, I'm not being paid to talk about yeah. it. Like, I fucking yeah, love yeah, this. Yeah. But I think that, like, just living by example and doing good things is the best kind of influence that you can have on the world. Yeah. You know? And if you're going to try to sell some products, like you do, do you like, I'm not going to hate on anybody. And like, like I've said, like I've built a business doing a lot of things too, but let's just add in, let's sprinkle in some love and let's sprinkle in some like positivity. Cause I think none of us can handle a year like 2020 again. Yeah. Maybe something that influencers should do is before they accept a check, they should say, what is your social giving? What is your, like your community outreach? What is, they should ask that of, of corporations and products That's an interesting that thought. are, that are coming to them. Yeah. Because then maybe there's a way to say like, Hey, this, this nut milk is great. And they are building houses in whatever country the nuts are coming from. I don't know. Like, Highlight something good that the co- the company is also doing besides hmm. selling a product. This is also like, it's a tough, yeah. Conscientious influencer. It, I mean, that's what I was going to say. It's a tough thing. Cause I think so many businesses are struggling after 2020 yeah. and like also like with the influencer culture, I mean like a lot of times you're just trying to make a buck cause like yeah. it's hard and life has been hard for everybody. And so like, I don't know. All I know is I don't want to hate on anyone and I don't want my period PMS like anger to really get taken out on anyone specifically or any like one. I think it's it's like you said, it's too general to be like influencers because there's a lot of great influencers. influencers. But like, let's just as a culture, maybe try to spread some love and maybe try to step outside of ourselves. I think that's that's what I hope for 2021. And that's what I think like if we just simply start doing one person at a time, one thing at a time, we'll spread. There was an amazing story. I know that we're trying to wrap this up, but we want you to listen all day. <laughs> there, there was a story that um, I, f- I feel like it was at a Krispy Kreme or something where somebody paid for, they said, I want to pay for the order behind me. Oh, it's like a pay it forward thing. And it went on for like 497 cars. That's amazing. Who's the fucking asshole who stopped? Oh, who was like, oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> but so think about little things like that. Like it's the pay it, it forward mentality. One, one person, only one person had to pay for two people. Yeah. The person that started it mm. and they were willing to do it. And then all you had to do was pay for the person behind you. Yeah. So it's little things. It's so easy to be nice to people. So my challenge to everybody is go do something nice for a stranger this week. Ooh, I like and that send one. us an email or tag us yes. when you do it or whatever. Yeah. That's so good. That would be such a nice thing to see in our inbox is like yeah. little different stories. And we'll read them all next week. We can keep you anonymous if you want to stay anonymous. Um, or we can say your name hey, if we'll you want the credit. <laughs> whatever we'll you guys want. We'll make you influencers. <laughs>
conscious influencers conscious influencers hashtag that's our new shirt forget all the other shit we came up with last year conscious influencer i'm a conscious influencer maybe that's the shirt that we want to create i don't know someone take notes because you know we never remember (laughs) someone build us a merch store and just send us a royalty jesus literally (laughs) if you guys want to create the shirts with all the stuff and just send us a check we'll donate it to charity how about that yes that's what Uh, we should do we should make our merch store charitable I'm down with it. If you guys do want to choose the two companies that I highly support is, uh, are, are, is <laughs> the community foundation in Nashville. If you guys are wanting to help Nashville right now, is that the community foundation of middle Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, I know every city has struggled a lot, but like we literally got hit with a tornado. Then 2020 happened and then we got bombed. Right. It's like, are you joking? And we've had an incredibly terrible. And I know COVID's bad everywhere. But Nashville has continued to be a tourist destination for some reason. And it's been terrible. Well, it's so many different things. It's like our main industry, the country music industry, has basically disappeared. So, so many people are out of work. Um, And then also Tennessee in general was literally the one of the number one hotspots in the world for COVID. For yeah. like, and maybe it still, still is. Still no mask mandate, by the way. Well, that's a whole yeah. nother. Okay. Now, we're, now we're getting bullied. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. we got a bottle of wine to finish. Anyway, <laughs> we have a bottle of wine to finish. But also, if you guys do want to help, that's a great organization to give to. And also the Shop Forward. We're huge fans of the Bobby Bones show. Obviously, like you guys know, I work with the Bobby Bones. The Four Things bags are big hits. They are, but they also, they are really doing a lot to support covid relief to do to support nashville right now and so if you want to like get a t-shirt and also give to charity also for the month of january my disco ta- my velvet disco queen <laughs> with, oh my god let me start velvet over disco cowgirl i am terrible at selling myself do you know this i can sell other things but like when i'm trying to sell anything brought to you by siete but chips. i just love siete i, I never know. get paid by siete you've never been paid by them ever That's i just amazing. i love their see? whole company see mm-hmm. I, I feel like siete probably has is a conscious company they 100 are yeah. they're one of they're literally they were built by the best family i've Spent many days with them and they're amazing. Okay, but I collaborated with this company called um, Disco Cowgirl. We made these Velvet Disco Queen tees. And for the month of January, we are giving a huge portion of our proceeds to the Community Foundation. The Community Foundation, and not to keep dragging on, the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, if you go to their website, it's amazing. They have, they partner with a lot of like celebrities and particularly artists in Nashville. They do. Um, And that, so it's it's a way for artists to have their own it's saying calling it a foundation is a wrong thing because the community fund is it's a fund and so i, I manage an artist named Lindsay l and she has a fund through there yeah, called the make a you lot movement of artists and she raises money for disenfranchised youth and right. like victims of sexual and domestic assault but like kelly clarkson Lady um, Lauren Daigle, Lady yeah. A, yes. Lauren Elena, like so many All artists have funds through there 100%. it's an amazing amazing organization and they raise Millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, um, but if you can give twenty dollars, yeah, give it. Give that's, it. that's the thing I learned today when speaking with the founder. It was just like, because I was like, oh god, it's not going to be the same. You know, I was worried about not giving enough, and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. The fact that you're even reaching out and you're wanting to put this proceeds to that, or these proceeds to that, and this part of your whatever to that, like anything helps. The reason why the twenty dollars is amazing is because what they do, it's a fund, so they put it in the market and it makes money. They right. they make like 12% return every year it's on the insane. money. So it's like that $20 becomes that more point. than $20. Yeah, thank you for so telling it's, that. So it's, I mean, and obviously it's like affected by the market, so it's up and down, but long-term, it's not, it's it's more money than what you give that right. it turns out to be. So, right. yeah. So anyway, if you guys have any more questions, you can always email us at at casual at velvet's edge.com. Um, Chip is at Chip Dorsch on Instagram. I'm at velvet's edge. So always you can slide into our DMs as well. And we do like to keep these light. Was this, was this heavy? I mean, I I'm heavy. heavy today. I don't think it was heavy. I think it wasn't just like, we weren't talking about like pussy. Well, I literally, exactly. <laughs> but I literally was like, I have to bring up show tunes so people can like laugh <laughs> or something. 525,600 minutes. Are we going to have to pay publishing now? Oh, yeah, here we go. All right. <laughs> Forget all the money I was oh, giving to the foundation. It's got to go to rent. 
<laughs> Rent's due. No more charity work for us. Okay. Anyway, I hope you guys have a great week. Let's all send some love out there. If you want to give back, we gave you a couple resources. If you have any more questions, just email us. And always remember. Act casual. Bye. Bye. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.